It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. And it's that time on a Saturday morning. I am back live in studio. Good morning to you. Green and Growing starts now here on 95.5 WSB. So happy to be along with you on a Saturday morning. We're having fun doing this. I've completed my first full month of the show. Having a blast. Still keeping in touch with Walter Reeves. He is enjoying retirement. Let me let you know. And today is Leap Day. So we've got an extra day to the month. So happy Leap Day to everybody. And if you're born on February 29th, I think you have the coolest birthday of the entire year. So a lot of fun topics to get to today. Last weekend, you know what came out of last weekend's show? I did a lot about Arbor Day and and things that Georgia certified arborists, you know, were doing and the sharing with the public about Arbor Day. And so much came out of that. And that relationship just kind of built and built and built as the week went on. So I got out and about in the streets and in the city of Marietta in particular this week, earlier this week, because of Joe Burgess that was on the show with me last Saturday. So had a good time with a group from uh, Keep Marietta Beautiful and the city of Marietta, some things they did a few days after Arbor Day to celebrate. So I'm going to get into all of that with you very soon. Plus, we're going to have a landscape architect from Pike Nursery for the final two hours of the show, 7 to 9, so you can pick Brian's brain, ask him any questions you would like if you're thinking about Maybe revamping that yard this year. This year may be the year you want a different look, a little more functionality. We will get into all of that. So I would love to hear from you this morning, 404-872-0750. And hey, that's exactly what Nicole did. Good morning, Nicole. How are you? Ashley. Hey, happy Saturday. Same to you, same to do, same to you. So what about violets? Hmm. Well, um, I have a um, two-three spot uh, around the house that uh, you cannot put a lot more because it's too small. So you have to cut the grass with a, a pair of shears, wow. and it takes longer. So uh, I started violet probably 10 years ago. Now they are just uh, taking over, and which is fine. And they're going to bloom soon. They need cool soil. And they need to be at the shade. They're going to disappear like well, July because it's it's so warm. Too hot. But right? the roots gonna come back. I know Mr. Reeve ate it because he had to pull every single one and they have a good root system. They're good for erosion and um they are just blooming uh, soon, probably another two weeks. They uh they like pansy but they adapted to this climate here. Yeah, they do have a tendency to be a little invasive, and some folks even consider them weeds. And also, African violet, they can be a houseplant. Yes. So yes. some versatility. Yeah, a ground cover, that's a great idea. You know, having having them just cover an area if that's what you need. Yeah, you just, just put, you know, um, uh, in, uh, in circles so they don't get, you know, out of hand, too. Uh, Ashley, I receive a... Uh, a paper from the University, State University in Macon. Uh-huh. They have a symposium. They have probably five speakers, and I used to go there every every year. And uh, you learn a lot because they go in. Uh, there's one from the tree, and they go in the field with you and tell you uh, how to cut trees, and they show you, you yeah. know. Uh, so you learn a lot. You know, it's different to read and to see people doing it, you know. So um, sometimes uh, when we have those symposiums, the timing is not right 
because when it gets to April, we are so busy outside with our stuff that yeah. we miss it. But this one is always the earliest, is the 28th of March. Okay, and where is so it? So it's in between. It's in uh, State University uh, in Macon. Okay. Yeah, so uh, maybe you can talk to those speakers and you'll learn a lot from and them. And that's something I love about gardeners. Nicole, we've got to go here soon because I want to play this piece that I did with Keeping Marietta Beautiful. But uh, yeah, well, that's one thing about this garden community. Everybody loves continuing education, right? And we all learn so much from each other. I mean, you're hard-pressed to find a community like gardeners, right? Yes, and when it comes to gardening, there's no color, there's no, um, yeah. we all in the same boat, and uh, we share, and if there will only be gardeners, there wouldn't be no war. Amen, amen. Well, Nicole, <laughs> I hate to, but I put a lot of time into this piece coming up that I want to share with you. You know I love being out and about and interacting with other gardeners, too, so talk to you next week. Enjoy your day. Thank you. You as well. So, yeah, Keep Marietta Beautiful. What a great organization. I was so glad to catch up with them this week and enjoy a tree planting ceremony. Maggie, a successful day here at the Marietta Center for Advanced Academics. Yes, it was, and I think the kids enjoyed themselves immensely. What would you say the class size was? Um, there were around 12 children, and they were third graders and smart as can be. And explain to me the importance of Joe telling them Marietta is part of Tree City USA. Yes, yeah, so being part of Tree City USA means that we have a tree ordinance, so we are very in-depth on keeping our urban forestry um, going along in the area, which means that we want to take care of our trees, maintain our trees, and continue adding trees. Adding trees helps with oxygen, shade, and it's amazing what trees can do for us and we need to protect our trees. How is the tree chosen? So um, the city arborist Rich Deckman and I come over and we visit with the teachers in, about a week in advance and we ask them, is there a certain tree that you're looking for? Do you want shade? Do you want fruit for your garden area? And then we kind of work it out and figure out where that it's gonna go. And then we usually advise what kind of tree we think they should plant and if they're with it, then we go with it. Yes, it's soggy, but the kids marched out here like good little soldiers out of their classroom. They're anxious, so Rich tells them about the bare, limmy, five foot nine-ish tree in front of them. But you gotta get them warmed up first. Good morning, everyone. How are you? Yay! Yay! It sounds like you are awake now. I am Miss Moss with Keep Marietta Beautiful. And do you know why you are here today? No. <laughs> At least you're honest. Today's tree is a very special tree. It is called a rising sun redbud. It doesn't look like much while it's standing here. In fact, you might call this a Charlie Brown tree. Well, come spring and actually within a month, you will see some purple flowers on it and then you will see it start to leaf out. And the special thing about this tree is that the leaves are bright yellow green. And when you drive in every morning this spring to come into school, when it's leafing out, you'll see it and it'll catch your eye and it should make you all very proud that you planted it. So let the planting commence. Now I saw you guys just put some um, pine bark nuggets around this tree. Are your hands really dirty from it? Yeah, kind of. Good. A little bit. You didn't expect that. I did leave some residue. So what? What did you learn today about this tree? I don't know. 
What did you learn about the I live up to like 30 years. Do you remember the name? It, uh, no. What was the name of this tree? A river birch. Close. It starts with an R. Red bug. Good job. Good job, guys. And one of the things that y'all had to do, too, for Mr. Joe is make sure it stood up straight, right? How did you do that? So I saw from the, I looked from the bottom because if you see from the bottom, it's easier to see if it was turning or not. All right, who is the best shoveler in your class? Who would you say got the biggest dirt? Me. What's your name? Julian. Julian got the biggest shovel of dirt? It was you, what's your name? Me, Fraser, Julian. Now how did you do it? Are you just that strong? I have no idea. Now, community forester Joe Burgess, whom I introduced you to last weekend on the show, had the kids give the tree just one more boost for success. This is a secret to planting a tree, y'all. And Joe, with one last observation and a bit of advice, out loose in the city of Marietta with Joe Burgess, walk with me, talk with me. You've got a serious set of tools in your hands right now, sir. Oh, loppers, loppers. Uh, we are at um, the school. We're going to plant a tree today, and I try to take this opportunity to do a little bit of landscape pruning on trees that have been um, used for base or hang things on, and sometimes the branches get broken. So we're out here doing a little bit of pruning before we plant the tree with the kids this morning. So we're waiting on the kids, and Joe just can't stand still, so we're going to prune this redbud, right? Absolutely. So we do some uh, pruning of some lower branches so that the tree can um, survive the, um, the hands of small children. And it's uh, sometimes it's a challenge to try to make that happen. What's happening here? Well, it looks like this is a grafted tree. And what has happened is there is a sucker that has taken off below the graft. So you've got an ornamental grafted tree with the original, what we call scion, still uh, going out of the base of it. So they are trying to um, compete for space, and uh, generally speaking, the, the, the rootstock is going to survive better than the ornamental. And, but, you know, we've got, um, we've, we've got what we've got, so we try to keep it in the landscape pruning so that they can each occupy the space as it goes forward. That's good news. Shameless plug. Go to my Facebook page, Green and Growing WSB. You'll see a picture of what we're talking about. <laughs> that is indeed true. Just posted it to Facebook, Green and Growing WSB. Thank you to the Marietta Tree Keepers, Keep Marietta Beautiful, the Georgia Forestry Commission. I had a blast at Marietta Center for Advanced Academics. In that piece, you heard Maggie Moss, Rich Deckman, and Joe Burgess. That was a really good time. And if you want to let me know what your community's doing, I am happy to go out and kind of feature you maybe so get in touch with me on facebook it's 619 we got to go check traffic and weather we'll be back on 95.5 wsb it's got slate did you know you can listen to green and growing with ashley frasca on saturday mornings on your smart speaker and me too weekday mornings just tell your smart speaker play 95.5 wsb and we're on 95.5 wsb atlanta's news and talk here's ashley Nothing like a little country music to get you up on a Saturday morning. Jason Byers playing the hits behind the scenes. Jason uh, Justin Ovi answering your calls this morning on Green and Growing, 404-872-0750. It's not going to rain today. That's the good news. So, Luke Bryant, just hang on to your rain. Hang on to your tractor. 
A weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. I have good news. Pre-sunshine drizzle. Yes, maybe, but it's going to be very sunny today. A high only reaching the low 50s, though, and lows tonight around 30. So uh, just bundle up for that. But tomorrow, a little bit warmer, 62. Mix of sunshine and clouds and lows dipping down to the mid 40s. So stay tuned right here on 95.5 WSB meteorologist Kirk Mellish with the complete weather update coming up in less than 10 minutes. So now it's time. You know what we do. We want to give you your garden to-do list to be productive this weekend. Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Here's your garden to-do list this week. Easy things that you can do between today and next week. Heck, maybe even for the next couple of weeks, but just breaking gardening down for you to make it not so intimidating and a little bit simpler. And this way, you and the spouse don't have to argue about what needs to be done, right? Like I'm telling you the three basic things that you can do, and that way you just get in, get out, get it done. I do need to mow my lawn, though. That is one thing, but it's just so wet. I'm still going to wait just a little bit. My fescue, my new fescue that I seeded for in the fall is just going crazy. So, But that's not that's not one of your top three things to do this weekend. So first, we'll start with fertilizing newly planted first-year peach trees. You may be planted them back in the fall. Now, March is a great time to do that, February 29th, whatever. It should be March 1st. Happy Leap Day. So at that time, apply one pound of maybe just a 10-10-10 fertilizer. You broadcast evenly four to five inches away from the trunk because that's you know where the roots are growing outward from the trunk. Uh, follow up again in May. And then July, so a lot of applications of fertilizer for these new peach trees. And then the second year, if you planted it last or two falls ago, apply two pounds of 10-10-ton fertilizer. You can broadcast over a little bit wider diameter, maybe six or seven inches out from the trunk because those roots have grown. Number two, watch your peach tree buds right now. You do need to start spray regimens. You're spraying fruit trees for pests for diseases, all those kinds of things. So a a spree regimen is so important. And then you can cut most of the green foliage off of tattered liriope, liropi, however you say it, monkey grass. Now's a great time to do that. Set the mower to the highest height. That's going to make it easy. You can even get down there and prune it by hand. So coming up on 628, 95.5 WSB, we will be back with Walter Reeves after the bottom of the hour. Stay tuned. It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Here it is. We're back on Green and Growing 95.5 WSB. Ashley Frasca here hosting the show with you on Leap Day, February 29th. I hope you'll call and be a part of the show. Coming up at 7 o'clock, we're going to have a landscape architect from Pike Nursery here for a couple of hours to talk about their design and installation services and answer your calls. So I know you're going outside. Everyone's like, you know, hibernation in wintertime, right? And then we just slowly start to wipe the sleep out of our eyes and look outside. And finally, when it stops raining in between days when it's not raining, you can look outside and really see like, okay, this is what I've got ahead of me this spring. Like my yard looks awful. I haven't been outside a lot. So really, it's the time to get going on scheduling them to come out and kind of give you a design plan for your yard and your landscape. And they work in any size Homes, landscapes, yards, anything. So anything goes after the 7 o'clock hour questions for Brian, who will be in studio with me. And your questions as well, 404-872-0750. Peggy and Tucker, good to hear from you again this Saturday. Hey there. Hi, Ashley. How's it going? Good. Now remind me what was growing in the woods that you didn't want there. 
uh, what was growing that we didn't want. Yeah, wasn't it viney or something? There was some uh, English ivy. Okay, yeah. And uh, we were making a path so we could leisurely stroll through the urban forest in the backyard. Mm -hmm. And so I talked to a landscape designer named Walker, and he walked through the uh, trees and the ivy, and his ideas and my ideas were different. So I'm going to be interested to listen to the last two hours of your show today to hear what your landscape architect thinks should be at the end of the path. Um, and how many paths should there be? That's what I was going to ask. Where did y'all differ? Did you differ in execution of it or just what the final result would be? Oh, no, we're not executing yet. Okay. We're still planning. Um, we, uh, I went right. He went straight. Okay. Hmm. Uh, and uh, nobody went left. <laughs> but we're going to end up over there. We know that. And uh, we were talking about uh, his idea was to put up uh, markers and a trail with uh, guardrails on it, and it's not that big a place. Oh, okay. But a handicapped accessible trail is certainly an idea that I hadn't heard of. Yeah, and that's something we see more and more of with our local parks and things like that in our communities. So much more handicap accessibility and wider sidewalks, wider paths, those kind of things. So, Peggy, I do hope you stay tuned, and you know you're welcome to call back with any questions you may have once Brian gets in studio at 7 o'clock, okay? Thanks, Ashley. Awesome, great. Good to hear from you. Thank you so much. You know, people put so much time and effort into their outdoor landscapes, as they should. That's Oftentimes an area of tranquility for all of us, just a, a time to relax and reflect. And you share that space with others, too, right? When you have company and you have guests over, it just feels it's such a prideful feeling to have people out and enjoying your yard with you and making good memories outside with the family and friends and neighbors and things like that. So all of that is really important. But yeah, today in my mind is just kind of more along the same of tidying things up and sprucing things up and you want things to look nice. I'm just so anxious to get out and start doing things in the landscape for sure tomorrow being March 1st. So Walter Reeves, I pull the uh, the host of the Lawn and Garden Show in here with me every Saturday morning. We have a conversation about what we see and what we're observing and things we would like to share with you because this show goes back to basics, right? And just teaching us the very basics of gardening, simple things, breaking it down, ways that we can make our lives a little bit more you know, simple and easy and carefree. So this time I bugged Walter about a nuisance in the landscape that I'm dealing with right now, and he's got some great ideas. Walter's Wondering. Walter's Wondering. The definitive questions and answers from WSB's OG garden guru, Walter Reeves. All right, in this segment, folks, Walter Reeves, former host of the Lawn and Garden Show, joins me every week about things he's been observing, things he wonders about. We can all learn from this. But this time, I have something I'm wondering about, Walter. Okay. So I'm going to turn the tables on you here. Uh, what are you wondering? So I, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, this show applies to not only people who have acres and acres and maybe farms and have listened for years and years, but also... The city folk, too, who maybe are on half an acre, maybe mm -hmm. less, don't have a lot of yard, but they love their trees, okay? Yeah. So we all have the same problem about this time of year. You've raked up the leaves, you've piled them, you've done whatever you do to all of those fallen leaves. 
And then what do you do with them? So there have been a lot of questions asked of you in previous years. What if I leave them piled around a tree? What if I yeah. just leave them piled on the lawn? What's going to happen? Does that you know suck up nutrients, potential right. nutrients and things from the soil? Because you're smothering the soil in a sense. So what is the best thing to do with our piles of leaves as we're looking to tidy it up for the spring? You could almost say that everything you mentioned has a purpose possibly for some people for some landscapes leaving them on the lawn might be the right thing to do so mulch the area where you're not growing grass just leave the leaves there underneath a magnolia tree for instance is where i leave all the magnolia leaves why not nothing else will grow there so let the leaves be there um put about on the street in a bag for the garbage people to take away and DeKalb county at least several other counties around they compost those leaves and make them available then for the citizens to come and pick up so That's it's free great. great county service in some of the counties around atlanta um, you can also bag them up yourself and then, or rake them up yourself and pile them up to compost to, to deteriorate and then use that compost in the beds and flower beds and things you have around the house. I know some people who pile up in the woods behind their house, way back in the back of the property, and that's, I guess, appropriate in some cases. It so. seems wasteful, though, because you can get so creative with things, you know, reusing things yeah. and composting that, I mean, that's what I do. I put them back in my wood line near the creek, but they could actually be beneficial, and I'm not really utilizing that. It might be useful to know that you could speed up the process of composting those leaves two ways. One would be, before you pile them up in the back of the yard, back of the uh, woods, is to shred them. If you possibly can, shred them with the lawnmower and then pile them up and bag them up and drag them back in the back. Or if you have a bagging lawnmower, of course, you empty your bag back in the back. The other way can be used in conjunction with that, and that's to put fertilizer on the pile. Hmm. Yeah, you can put any bag of, of old, knotty, you know, fertilizer that you've had for three years in the shed. It's all lumpy and you can't put it in the spreader. Go take a, two or three handfuls of that and just throw it on the pile of leaves. That will increase the speed of decomposition and make the leaves turn into compost faster. Wow, interesting. Yeah, that's easy to do. Old fertilizer, sure, you can still use it. Use it for that. Use it to make your compost pile go faster. So you talked about leaving, you know, for example, magnolia leaves, which are larger, yeah. leaving those up under a magnolia tree, fine. But what about some people who've used the blowers and things and they've got all these leaves piled up under other trees? My concern mm. or my wonder there would be, what about the root system? You've got to be careful. You don't want the leaves to mat down so that they keep oxygen and water and stuff from going back and forth in the soil. We know about water, but it's really important to always think about Roots have to breathe, and so making a matty, rotted sort of layer of leaves a couple of inches thick underneath the tree where you'd like the tree to be healthy, you want it to breathe. You want the roots to breathe. So if they mat down, some are worse than others, but if the leaves mat down, then break them up or remove them. That's one of my favorite things to do in the beginning of spring. You just, you have such a sense of accomplishment by that one task of raking and blowing leaves for the yeah. final time. Because yeah. just with that one action, your yard almost instantly looks cleaner and tidier and better. So that's a good start maybe yeah. for folks who are being overwhelmed right now, like, ah, oh, I gotta get my yard back up to snuff by you know, April or so, What? where do I start? That right there will kind of give you a little confidence boost, don't yeah. you think? Use the leaves as mulch on any shrubs. It can be a good use for them too. Uh, get some pine straw or something, pine chips and put those on any shrubs. Just as you say, just a little bit of action at the beginning of the spring makes everything else seem possible because you've made it pretty with not a lot of work. See, Walter's still here motivating and inspiring us to make everything look nice yeah. and clean and tidy and useful too. Yeah. Practical purposes of course. for this. Thank you, Walter. A pleasure.
And something about that, too, is the idea of composting, as Walter and I talked about. I want to hear from you. If that's something you do and you do it successfully, that is still something that I'm itching to try. And I don't want a, a big, crazy barrel and turn the thing and all of that. That sounds really involved. But if you've successfully composted, you know, kitchen waste, like pieces of, of vegetable that you've cut up and, and thrown away, or like Walter mentioned, leaves, whatever it is, eggshells that you throw in the compost pile. I would like to hear how you start that. 404-872-0750. Always appreciate Walter's feedback and advice. And there are other things, too, that you can be doing to start tidying up the lawn. As I mentioned, I do need to uh, to mow the fescue because it's like lush. It's green. It looks really good from when I seeded it in the fall. But also using a broadleaf weed killer right now, something with 2,4-D. That is like one of the active ingredients in a broadleaf weed killer. That's going to treat a lot of things that you may be seeing now, like henbit. I don't know. There's a lot of things. And also just mowing. Mowing is going to knock some of those weaker weeds down. And a lot of those weeds, too, aren't going to be able to tolerate the heat come May. So really, we're just going to have to deal with them for the next little bit. Uh, At this time, I do want to make somebody happy, though. We had country music a little while earlier in the show. Thank you very much, Jason. So we have the weekend prize pack. So we're going to give that out right now. But hang on, because you don't know what caller you need to be yet. Two tickets to see country music artist Sam Hunt on his Southside Summer Tour. Special guest Kip Moore, Travis Denning, and Ernest. I don't know who Ernest is, but I know who the rest of those people are. June 11th at Ameris Bank Amphitheater. Tickets are on sale now for Sam Hunt, LiveNation.com. And Justin, I think we need to give those away to caller number 3 404 741 Caller number 3 to the prize line wins two tickets to see Sam Hunt on June 11th. Jack up in Cartersville. Good morning. Thanks for calling Green and Growing. Good morning. I got an idea what to do with about three or four good handfuls of those leaves. Hey, give it to me. What What's up? Take them inside and use them, glue them down to the top of an accent table Ooh. and decoupage Hey, that's interesting. You know what, what I like in particular are magnolia leaves, you know, big, waxy. And even when they turn brown, they're still pretty sturdy. And uh, oh, yes. I shared a picture on the Facebook page of an American beech tree. You know, those leaves are like small and brown and they have jagged edges and they're just so perfect. So what what have you seen? Yes. What leaves do you like to just kind of pluck up as you see them? Well, I mean, any type of oak leaf or, or magnolia leaf, uh, uh, what is that, uh, cherry blossom? Mm-hmm. You can use anything. And take it, just glue it down nice and nice and tight, nice and level, and then decoupage it. And you've got you're gonna have it'll be every one of them is gonna be unique. Every table will be unique. Every countertop, whatever you do with it, is gonna be unique for, because it just overlap them, just like they were laying on the ground, and that, they decoupage the top of it. That is so neat. Okay, now decoupage. Remind me, because you don't use like a self leveling resin on top of that, would you? Because well, resin's a pretty thick, clear coat. A re- well, uh, decoupage, um, you would want something that was, that's going to cover it up good. It's going to have to be somewhat thick because you're going to have the edge. Some of the edges might pop up a little bit, mm-hmm. but something that sticks up a little bit. But that would, I think that would actually, matter of fact, I'm going to try that this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just inspired yourself, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I did. Hey, Jack, I would love it. Find me you know, on Facebook or on WSBRadio.com. Will you send me a picture of the finished product? Like, that sounds so yes, cool. Yes, I will. (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you for the idea. Hey, keep in touch, okay? 
We will. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thanks, Jack. I love that, guys. I'm artsy and craftsy, too, when I have time. I'm here like six days a week, and I don't know when I ever have time, but great idea. More of your calls coming up, 404-872-0750. This is Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB. Scott Slade here on your WSB Weekend. Enjoy Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca and Dave Baker's Home Fix-It this morning on 95.5 WSB. The WSB News team, meteorologist Kirk Mellish and I, will be here Monday morning with Atlanta's Morning News. Here's Ashley. 37 degrees here in Midtown Atlanta. Welcome back to Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB. Ashley Frasca, yeah, you hear me do traffic Monday through Friday. I'm here on an early morning on a Saturday, too, just for you. This is going to be a fun show today. I've got Brian Albini in studio from Pike Nursery, a landscape architect. And we're going to have fun with your calls. We're going to get creative this morning. 404-872-0750. First, though, you want to know how to plan your day. So weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing today. Maybe pre-sunrise drizzle, but no. Nothing to worry about. Things are going to dry out. It's going to be sunny. A high in the low 50s, though. It'll be chilly and lows tonight around 30. Tomorrow, more sun, but a few clouds do come in later in the day. Highs reaching 60s, 62. Lows around 45. And then, yeah, like every Monday for the last however many weeks, rain's back on Monday. So you want to keep it here to 95.5 WSB and listen to meteorologist Kirk Mellish. Green. Green and growing. Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend. All right, I want to make this list quick and easy for you. Three things to get done in the landscape this weekend. Just keep it easy. Don't get overwhelmed. Right now is a time to cut back to your Liriope. Lerope, monkey grass. I'm going to say it all those ways because, you know, people are torn about how to pronounce these things. But now is the time to trim that back. It's looking kind of ragged. Maybe it's discolored a little bit. So you can set a mower to its highest setting or just get down there and prune it by hand. That's really going to look beautiful for you all spring, all summer long. It's heat tolerant. It tolerates everything. Uh, watch your peach tree buds now. So many of the fruit trees are starting to set their buds and you need to start a spray regimen. You're spraying for scale, for mites any kind of diseases and pests. I mean, that's always something you need to think about. A thorough application with an oil, a horticultural oil, that application is essential and you've got to stay on time with those. Don't make oil applications when the temperatures, though, are below 40 degrees. And when you need more information about spray regimens for home orchards and things like that, the Extension Office from the University of Georgia is a great resource there, extension.uga.edu, and you can really kind of make sure you have the best crop you can. And keeping in line with some fruit trees, you can fertilize newly planted first-year peach trees now. So you would apply one pound of 10-10-10 fertilizer broadcast evenly away from the trunk. And then if it's a second-year or older fruit tree, peach tree, you broadcast out a little bit wider, maybe a six to eight-inch diameter circle to really get all the way out to the drip line, which is the end of the branches on those fruit trees. And 10-10-10 fertilizer is going to be good for you. So coming up next, Brian Albini from Pike Nursery and more of your calls. We've got some other fun things, too. So stay tuned to Green and Growing and give me a call, 404-872-0750. Ashley Frasca with you this Saturday morning on 95.5 WSB. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details.